Alright, alright, alright. Sup there, all you cool cats and kittens. My brothers and my sisters. My friends and my family. I hope you're all doing well on this beautiful day. I hope everybody's having a fantastic time living the life that's the best for them. Today, I am sitting down and talking with Tyler Cody again. You know, my brother, he is enthused and he is excited to talk about some beautiful things, man. We have a great conversation, um, and always with these great conversations, right? Isn't every conversation a great conversation? I think that we're starting to figure that out, aren't we? So yeah, we had a wonderful conversation. It was beautiful. We talked about all sorts of things, and I'm gonna let those secrets be what you get to find out today. So, I will treat you with this. Every episode, every session, it becomes a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more real, a little bit truer to the human nature and essence of things. So, in the mind of that, we do have a bit of a treat for you at the end of this episode. A bit of us being a little more vulnerable for you. And that treat takes the form of, well, a very, very beautiful spiritual conversation that can help all you out there who are looking to find your own path on meditation and guidance and, well, just about everything that can come from spirituality gives you a little bit of a idea of what can truly be gained from going down that road so without further ado as always peace and love my brothers and sisters Yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's going on, bro? Not much, my brother. Dude, I was just, I, I don't know, man. I was just sitting here, right? I will, I went over, I walked a little bit, you know, I did my thing and uh, got some water. And I was just like hitting with the sun inspiration. Next thing I know, I'm singing. And man, it was a jam. Like, that was a song, <laughs> brother. I swear, <laughs> I, I'm not to make that. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, that was like it's so funny you know you ever get those creative inspirational moments and you're like oh man like why is this happen when i'm away from something i could use to record this <laughs> bro and, trust me i feel that you know especially like because a lot of my singing ideas come from just like rolling and you know rapping and just like letting the ideas flow just just singing really just singing like i just sing and like i let the words come in, and they, they kind of form a theme and then they kind of flow and you know it makes music and that's that's my creative process and I don't know what like what about you man do, do you what is your creative process it's one of two things mm-hmm. it's some very elegant plant in a in a tube of love aka a nice blunt that's one, that's only one though. That's not a main one either. But that shit, low key, bro. That 
makes me think of the craziest stuff ever. But sometimes I don't, I'm not really trying to smoke. Like it does, it's just like, it doesn't resonate with me. And not trying to think of an idea will make me think of an idea. Like, I'll just let the ideas come yeah. to me. I understand that. I get that. Yeah. And so instead of like forcing an idea or like, what if I did this or what if it did, you kind of just like sit there, like an idea is going to come and then just something comes and you just go with it. Right. Yeah. You know what my creative process is? Just living life because that's how I get inspired the most. Well, I respect that statement so much because you know, it really is. So I mean, I'm glad actually that you, you said this, right? Because I've had this strong philosophy my entire life that art is something that well gains a re- certain reaction or emotional response from people makes them think makes them feel you know uh gets them just basically involved okay and if you think about that and then you think about life and the way that we well affect life in general people especially and how each other you have to realize that every single motion, every single action in life is really art, isn't it? It's it basically you do something, you perform an action and it may seem so minute to you, but it can really stir a beautiful response in people or sometimes it's an ugly response depending on what it is. So I'm I guess it's I suppose it's really just my point is if you're talking about gaining inspiration from life, I'm telling you, that's the only place you can gain inspiration from because life itself is the purest form of art. Everything you do is art. Every single breath, every single moment, every single second, every single motion, every single thought is art, you know? And likewise, it's the same for everybody else and everything else. The trees are art. The banners are art. The lights are art, the sun is art, the moon is art. The things that we do to each other is art. Ugly art, beautiful art, but it's still art. Life in general is art. And you know, that's the old saying, you know, God is the greatest creation, uh, the greatest creator, the greatest artist, right? And I agree, except I believe Ja is the art instead of the artist. Mm. That's you know, a cool I- way to put it. Yeah, right. I like that. I, I that just that just you know came out. I was like, wow, that's very interesting. <laughs> that's why <laughs> like I see. That's for, why I love this. Yeah. yeah, I love that, bro. And for me, like the other day, like maybe like like three, four days ago, type something like that. I was just walking and I had a water bottle, and like I was on Little East Neck Road, and there was like a garbage can like five feet ahead, and I drank the water bottle and I was just gonna go throw it out, but for some reason. I looked to my left and there was no reason for me to look to my left. Like I wasn't going across the street, but I just looked to my left and I saw a guy with a huge bag of bottles and obviously he was about to go cash him in. So I was like, I'm not going to throw the, the water bottle out. I'm going to go give it to someone who can make use of it. So I literally was like, yo, and I crossed the street. He was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like low key creeped out at first. He was like, yo, what does this kid want? And I was like, yo, bro, I see you got a whole like, bag of bottles and stuff and like i don't want to throw it out i'd rather you just take it and he was just so hyped he was like oh dude you cross the street for that 
It's like, yeah, bro. He was so hyped. He was like, yo, 25 cents can at least help me. I'm like, yeah, bro, then take it. Then go take it. And then, and then like that inspired me to A, want to do more good for people and inspired me to give without any expectation. Brother. Wow. Yeah, bro. There was nothing that guy could have done for me. But he did at the same time, though. He gave me a great feeling. However, I wasn't expecting that. So my man, right? Okay. That's beautiful. I love that so much. And that's such a beautiful way to look at it. And just like, really, it does show a level. And the reason that he was so shocked is because it shows a level of awareness that a lot of people do not exhibit in life. And real quick, before I go on with that, I just want to say, what if somebody made a foundation, right? A sort of like a charitable service that collected the plastic bottles that lie around on the side of the road and everything like that and gave them to homeless people. Oh, dude, I would be so a part of that, bro. I'd be so a part of that. Would that not be amazing? And and is that not an amazing? Not only are you encouraging recycling, you're helping the homeless and you're cleaning up the streets. Yo, that's gas. That's such a great idea, bro. Right? I was like, wow, that's amazing. Dude, and that's inspired by you, man. No, that's inspired by us, bro. That's inspired by us. That's inspired by the creation, huh? <laughs> that's inspired by our sexy-ass creative minds. Uh, it's the sexy-ass creation I'm talking about, man. That beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful street and the beautiful, beautiful sidewalk and the beautiful, beautiful water bottle and the beautiful, beautiful homeless man and the beautiful, beautiful guy who walked across the street to go ahead and give that homeless man the water bottle, which is this beautiful action that created this reaction, man. And it's a chain of events. And I guarantee if somebody else out there doesn't start that, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. That sounds so great. But I need to figure out how to do that here in Mexico. You can do anything, bro. I've honestly been given back like that since I've never talked about it because I don't care enough to brag about it. But like I've just been doing stuff like that, bro, since I was in high, junior high, high school. There's one guy I met. I'll never forget him. His name is Barry. Barry, yeah. And he was, we were in Chipotle. I was on a date with someone and he was pulling up to everybody, bro. He, he had some dedication. I respected it. He went up to every person in the Chipotle and was like, can I please, he didn't ask for money. He was like, can you please get me something to eat? And when I heard that, I was like, oh damn, this guy actually needs help. He's not asking for money. He's hungry. And then he came to me and I was like, yo, bro, don't even say anything, bro. I got you. What you want? And he was like, what? I was like, what do you want? I heard you, bro. Like I heard you the whole time. Like, what do you want to get to eat? I got you. And I was joking around with him. I was like, if you don't get steak, though, I'm not getting you anything. And he, and he was like, scared. <laughs> he was like, low key scared. I'm like, bro, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. You can get whatever you want. And like, we just like shared a laugh and stuff. And he got the steak and I was dead, bro. He got the steak. <laughs> I was like, yo, yo, you're funny, bro. You're funny. And then like, we were just sharing. Like, we had a really good moment, bro. It was more than just buying him food. Like, we shared laughter. Like, we just shared a great not. moment. He's a human, bro. Of course. You yeah. Know? And, and not, not only that, man, you did something amazing. Something so people few ready people really do watch like. this too. Ready, watch this too. And I asked him, I was like, So, what are you gonna do, man? Like, after this, like, after I buy you the food, he's like, Oh, I gotta walk home. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I threw 20 bucks in the Chipotle bag and I was like, Yo, go get a taxi, go do something, bro. Don't walk home, bro. The look on his face, I'll never forget it. It's like I just like saved his child from like a burning house. It's beautiful. I love and- those moments. I dead ass wanted to cry, bro. Mm-hmm. 
it's a really powerful moment i know i know exactly the moment you're talking about now let me ask you about this real quick before i go on uh hey have you ever told anybody that story no i love that see and i knew that was the answer and like listen guys okay anybody who's hearing this listen i know there's so many of you out there who are doing things like that right so if you ever think about humanity right you ever feel doubt worry or feel like humanity's going to the shit remember this guy out here has done that and you've done that and i guarantee for each of you who've done that there's another hundred two hundred thousands of people who've done selfless acts like that and then there's people who devote their entire lives to selfless acts like that and that is wonderful that is beautiful that's amazing there's this one guy right lives in haiti he's devoted his entire life to rebuilding his community sustainably to help the earth to help children to help his brothers and sisters man this guy is an inspiration and a beautiful and he's just like all of us who are like going out there trying to do these simple selfless acts and all those little acts add up and that's what you need to remember when you're worrying about humanity and the way it's going remember that there's people like you and those people who are doing things like that the number grows every single day constantly it does man it so does and like it doesn't even have to be like you don't have to save the world like you can save one person's world like mm-hmm. i guarantee you if you see someone digging through the garbage and you go to that person digging through the garbage and go hey man take 10 bucks like go get something to eat bro like don't be doing this right now go get something to eat you know how much you know how happy they would be you'd make their whole day and you want to know something my man All right you can take it a step further you, you don't have to get you don't have to give them nothing in fact i remember one time i was walking through the city and i had given a guy the on when i was coming out of the subway um last of my change right i didn't have any more like cash on me and i see another guy and i'm walking down the street and this guy and i will remember this guy for the rest of my life i swear his expression was one of pure pain as he stared desperately at everybody who passed him by on the street, tears streaking down his face, and he held up the sign, so well written, saying, I was once a businessman, I had my own business, I had a family, I had kids, I had everything, and then my plane crashed, and my wife and children died, and I became deaf, and I lost everything. And he was just sitting there on the street just tears rolling down his eyes holding a bible next to him too and i was just like that's amazing and i, I and i had no change nothing to give him and I, I looked at my mom and i was like i don't have anything and she's like i don't have anything and i'm like and she's like yeah and you gave it to the guy on the other yeah you know, i'm like i know and she's like i mean let's go and i'm like yeah I, I guess and then just like when i was walking by i just i could not walk by that man so i stopped and i just knelt down and i just reached out and i touched him on the shoulder and i looked him in the eye and said you're gonna be all right god bless you and i just looked him in the eyes and <sighs> that moment forever is locked in my memory and i will never forget the moment of pain but just relief and joy to be seen to be felt to be known by another human being and that I know today that man is better. I know today that man found hope and found love and found God and found peace and found safety. But just in that moment, 
I realized that you don't have to even give them money. Just giving them knowledge and giving them love is the probably the best thing you can give them, right? Probably the most one of the more helpful things. Okay, maybe not the best. You know, a home <laughs> would be nice, <laughs> but and I just I I remember just feeling such love for that man and such guilt that I couldn't give more. And now being older, I realized how much I gave just in that. And I remember walking away and like my mom pointing out to me, she's pointing back and the guy, I looked back and the guy was holding up the sign language, sign language for, I love you. And I held it up back to him. And I was just like, Oh, that's awesome, bro. That, that moment. I remember talking to my mother about that. And I said to her, you know, I, I really wonder what, it would be like to be like that and i'm so glad and we were going through a lot of struggles at the time actually we were we had our house was being like condemned and like it was like i think we had no electricity and we were living on like 30 dollars a week or something like that for food and um i remember like just like i we went to a rally that day it was a memorial day and we went to a rally against gmos and we came back on the train I remember talking to her and i said I couldn't imagine what it would be like being that man on the street. I couldn't imagine what it would be like even being homeless. I'm so grateful for what we have. You know, I'm so glad that we have even just this, you know, just like a home to go back to. And, you know, we talked about that for a while. And you know what, man? Um, I think it was two months later, I became homeless. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I went through a wild trip. And it, I came out a different person. And I just, I think about that man all the time. God bless him. I hope he's okay. So how, how did it affect you? Like, how did you, how would you say you changed? Well, for me, it taught me a lot about dealing with things not going my way, of going, dealing with being out of control. Because truly, I had no control in that situation. Zero control. I could not do anything. I was completely helpless. The only one who could get me out of that situation was my mother, God bless her soul, who worked tirelessly to get me out of the situation, despite her even feeling pain and going through what she was going through. And she got us out of that. But me, I couldn't do anything. And that was torture for me. I couldn't help in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, it, it hurt me to know that she had to do it all on her own that I couldn't help and all I could do was help her the way I could like around the house in, in the shelter and stuff like that and, you know like be good and be a kid and you know like not make trouble for her and stuff but it was just that so it taught me that you know it taught me I don't need shit I don't need shit you know like, even today if I lost everything uh, I would be fine I'd be totally fine really I could I could hoof my way back to the United States if I needed to and I mean, by hoof my way, I mean, I could like go to the, you know, the U.S. Embassy and be like, yo, I lost all my documentation, blah, 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 blah. I need to help gang back. Um, I can get into my, I have money. I just can't actually access it because I don't have a phone and I lost my credit card and everything like that, you know, but if you can help me, that would, that would be great. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, contact, you know, it's like, there's no, there's no impossible or contact just a relative and ask them to buy me a ticket. Like, ticket, like, like nothing's <laughs> impossible. Like, but my point is that like, you don't need any material possessions. Like I've lost my, my materials so many times. How, have you ever lost everything you've ever owned? <sighs> yeah, dude, I, I, I lost my college. 
I lost all my friends. I lost... I don't want to say I lost a job. I quit because it was just dog shit. But there was a time where I guess I had nothing. But I really didn't have nothing because I still had a family. I still had a roof over my head, but... Yeah, I mean, God, God bless you, brother, and I love the metaphor you're making, but I was talking more of a materialistic aspect because the, um, the direction I was going with was a, a detachment from materialism. But I love what you, I love, but I love what you said because let me tell, no, 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 let me tell you, and this is a perfect example of what I, I specifically feel a lot. No suffering is any greater or worse than another person there's all suffering and all of it should not be tolerated right all of it should be healed and loved and grown from okay so no so no one person's suffering is above another i lost everything i owned right and i lost my home and i lost like all that stuff right but i didn't lose hope i didn't lose faith there was a couple moments where i almost but i didn't and look at you saying you know how you lost you know, all your your friends, your family, your quote unquote opportunity and hope for the future. You know, um, you didn't lose your family. I'm sorry. You lost your friends, your like job. You know, your hope for the future through college and everything like that. And yeah, that's still loss. There's it's not compa- There's no comparative. Uh, com- there's no comparing it to my loss, right? There's no comparing it to my pain. Your loss is your loss, and it's just as valid as mine. And that's exactly true you've lost something and you and i res- i respect the pain that you've grown from that you know you've grown from that pain i'm sure yeah because you just got to accept stuff if you don't accept it for what it is you won't grow from it you have to accept it for what it is because like i could have just played victim all this time but i'd be in the same spot i was it was like five years ago never let yourself be a victim in life be sovereign always be you know, sovereign man you know what you know what iroh would say no, what would Iroh say? Tell me what Iroh would say. Iroh would grab you by your shoulders and shake you like a fucking snow globe and say, don't give in to despair. That's when you get to your lowest instinct. Hope is all we need. Or some shit like that. He would say some shit like that. And he'd that's like drink a, some tea. I'm pretty sure that's literally a quote from Avatar. So I don't I don't think that's like a ad-libbing. Um, I don't know about the shaking you thing. That's, that doesn't sound very Iroh. You know, like... <laughs> Hope is the only way. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Iroh for me. That's I, that's prison Iroh, bro. When he was that's prison Iroh. That's a, yeah. That's the that's the day of uh, the Black Sun. That's yeah. that's that day, Iroh, man. Don't don't show up to work today. You've been so kind to me. Yeah. I yo. think you should. Are you feeling okay? I think you should take a sick day. Bro, I think you should joke? go home. Right? You want to uh, hear a joke? Dude, do I want to laugh? Are you are you gonna make me laugh? Of course I want to laugh, brother. What is the most beautiful thing in the world? The laughter, huh? <laughs> so someone was uh someone posted on Instagram that jar. Uh, oh shit! I almost gave it away. I think I did. They said Iro was a a meal, like a snack, saying he was like attractive. And I was like, as a joke, I commented. I was like, yeah, we might as well start calling him Gyro. And everyone, yo, I got like so yo. <laughs> Even though you almost said it, it was still pretty good, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> oh, uh, I love that. that yeah, you know, wordplay is great. I love wordplay so much. I'm pretty good uh, at wordplay. But um, yeah. But back to what we were saying, man. So yeah, I um, I I think that you know when you lose something, right? 
it teaches you to value the things that are truly yours forever especially when you lose everything or when you're put in positions of hardship i believe it leads you well to find the inner freedom the imagination the hope from the simple things you know the 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 little things in life that can inspire you to continue moving forward and just determination it teaches you how you can always keep trying and keep going nobody can stop you from trying really only and yourself death. only death and yourself you could hold yourself back of course well that's of course that's that's the that's my idea is that you're never going to be that's the, that's what i mean it's like those are yours your gifts your treasures of life that are yours forever nobody's going to ever be able to take them away except you you know only you limit yourself limit your free will limit your spiritual expansion and consciousness let me tell you what would you do if you were locked up today in a cell a prison cell if i was locked up in a prison cell yeah today i would focus solely on escaping really huh. solely on escaping wow that reveals so much about both you and do you want to hear what i immediately was thinking let me hear I, I would Sick. be sitting. I would be sitting there meditating and praying every day. Oh hell no! I'd be meditating on how to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, I see. And, and and I for and on my own part, I would just be perfectly okay with, even if it was an unjust imprisonment, just sitting there and meditating and praying for five years of my life and letting my like it's my consciousness expand and letting that guide me and lead me. I would come out of greater man than what I went in that's for sure that's the only way to guarantee I would come out a greater man than I went in and guarantee to come out without any problems and <laughs> I'd come out a greater man too I'd just come out earlier than you <laughs> you'd also be on the run <laughs> I would be on the life. run I'd be out oh wait wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold, on, hold on hold on why did I get in, in the prison in the first place or the cell that wasn't the idea. That wasn't the uh, exercise. The exercise was to see what you would do in a period of suffering and hardship. And I respect your uh, reaction a lot. I do. Okay. I, re I respect it quite. Um, and it's very valid. It's just as valid as mine. You know, just saying, hey, I would be devoting myself to figuring out how to, you know, get out. Or if I was unjustly imprisoned, uh, you know, I, and I, if I, I agree, and I think in this instance i was assuming you could not get out um but i think if i was unjustly imprisoned i would be focusing a lot on prayer and meditation right but in my free time the time i had and the chances i had i would also be focusing on how i could clear my name from the inside you know i respect Law that yo you would, <laughs> you'd be sitting there going oh and I'd i would be like and i would be like oh my god we gotta get the fuck out of here <laughs>
Well, I, I mean, if we were in prison together, I have faith that you would come and, like, help me escape, too. I don't think you would leave me behind. I would shake you like a snow globe and say, hey, Like, you know, you're like Logan's in the Avatar state, bro. Oh, no. I'm going to have to take his body and I'll have to find it later. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to move his body. Somebody screams from down the hallway in a different cell. Well, I have to. We're going out of here. Home. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Thank God you've been fasting for 30 days straight, Logan. You're so light. Oh. Oh. <laughs> 30 days later in Bermuda. What? Where am I? Tyler, why are we on a boat? Oh, look at the war. Dude, where have you been? I've been looking for my body for days. Oh, Logan, you won't believe it, man. It was like having my own meditative track the whole escape. Yo, it was a little hard. Dude, oh my god. Oh. Yo, I'm literally crying. Dude. It was Yo. Yo, I can't breathe. Yo, I, I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, uh, it's really, and that's really, it, it reflects a lot on what we would do, honestly. You know, it really does show our personalities. And I, and that's, and you know, I respect so much that, and what that shows. And that's why I love just discussion and, you know, growing together with people. It's just, you see how people are so different, how all paths are perfectly just and how look if you didn't say oh you know i would be trying to escape i was like i wouldn't have been like oh you know and i'd be trying to think of a legal way to get out of it wouldn't i you know so it's like it really is that you need to be in communication with people to grow i think that if we got prison together man i think i'd be fine <laughs> i think I'd if be me and you were locked up together bro that would be like low-key lit <laughs> I think we'd actually drive everybody else insane. I know. Just yo. being on the same cell together. We'd be like sitting there fucking chatting through the night. Yo, it's like 8 a.m. Like we've been talking all night. Yo, we would get shanked in the courtyard the first chance they got. Still <laughs> <laughs> talking! Boom! Oh, I need my doing sleep! <laughs> yo, they would literally let the prisoners loose and just open our cell. Like, all right, just fucking take him out. Dude, literally, guards on it now. Chad, I thought we were gonna have lunch later. You were gonna smuggle me those smokes. <laughs> I would literally Kamehameha them all out. I would like I figure out a way to get Super Saiyan and I would just Kamehameha them, bro. No, no, bro. You gotta stick with the original version. Kamehameha. Kamehameha. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, bro, what is this guy doing? And right when I get to the, man, the orb would start forming my hand, bro. They'd be out. They'd be out, bro. Bro, no, bro. That's when I, like, have snuck around to the guard and, like, knocked him out and, like, fucking grabbed his gun. <gasps> we would have to be at the boiling rock. Yo, my man, we would totally Miguel and Tulio that shit. You know that, right? Who? My man, still, you don't know the road to El Dorado? I cannot believe that you just told me that, dude. Oh. I've never seen it. I've only heard your story. It just broken my heart. My heart is broken. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right, they're two, like, like uh, guys, man. Well, you know the story. You heard about them, right? 
So, you know, they're two part, they're like best friends who like got around, got out of shit. And um, yeah, man, they went through all these crazy exploits. And let me just tell you, they, uh, in the very first scene in the movie, they get caught up because um, they were like cheating and gambling. And the guy on the last round demands their dice, uh, demands to use his dice instead and puts the road, the map to El Dorado down. And Miguel convinces Tulio to gamble for the map not knowing that the guy was going to make them use his dice, which weren't loaded. So it's so funny. Sovereign decision, right? Like Miguel was like, let's do it. Let's risk it. You know, even if they figure out like, you know, it's like, it's fine. Let's just do this. It's cool, man. Like convincing <laughs> Julio. And Julio's like, ah, all right, fine. Let's do this. And he does it. And then he throws the dice. They land. They win. They actually win fair and square on that last roll. And then as Tulio's leaning over to gather all the treasure and the map and stuff, well, dice fall out of his shirt. And, you know, big fight goes down, you know, because the dice roll on seven every single time. The guy slams his fist on the ground and they start getting angry. Though, like a riot starts forming and Miguel and Tulio start playing off this game off each other like you know oh you gave me loaded dice you gave me he gave me loaded dice <laughs> it's literally the line and I love it and it's just like you know they go back and forth they play off each other and then the girl says you insult my honor sir I'm gone pulls out a sword and they start like <laughs> fighting man and uh it's great it's great they have a sword fight and then they escape with uh of course Miguel grabbed the map and I think Tulio or Tulio grabbed them. Well, them grabbed them. Tulio, I think, actually grabbed them. And they escape. And blah blah blah. blah. Long story short, they end up on the ship on Cortez's ship, going to the New World. Anyway, and then that's when the map comes in and everything. But yeah, so that's uh, my implication is uh, well, we would be like using that sort of playing off of each other. Like you'd be like doing some weird Kamehameha shit, and they'd be looking at you like you're damn crazy, and then I'd be like knocking somebody out, grabbing the shank, and stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> like oh this man oh, oh my god you know what we could do you ever see law-abiding citizen oh uh, no man i don't know what that is there's a scene where he buys a steak okay and he takes the t-bone out of the steak and he like kind of sharpens it and while the guy's like just chilling eating the steak bro he shanked the shit out of him bro so we could just buy everyone a bunch of steaks like yo we're sorry bro we'll, we'll just get you all these steaks and as they're eating it we'll just go one by one with the t-bones like just like a line like an assembly line and just shank them we can call it t-bone takedown i 100 think that would not work it would work you know why because you wanted to because we could be like yo everyone close your eyes and then we'll just get one person and like Hide his body, but yeah, he had to go to the bathroom, and we'll just. Make Bro, it. Hey, there's no way. Oh my god, your fucking body! Without making it a noise, that somebody's gonna open their eyes and be like, "What the fuck?" The T-bone sticking out of his neck. Then everybody grabs the T-bones and they use them to shake us. Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, Caesar style, man. Caesar style. No less. And then you know what, Tyler? You know what I would do? I'd shank you. Because it was your dumb idea. No, they would be going crazy, and you'd be you'd like, everyone sit down. Let's just 
Oh no. <laughs> I get everybody to meditate. I get everybody to meditate. And then while they're meditating, you go around and just I like shake, shake them. And Dude, everyone's uh, like, what's going on? It's all right. This is part of the meditation. It's just when you get deep into it. Now, I want everybody to know I have no propensity for violence. I would absolutely never be able to stab everybody in the throat. I would probably just sit in my cell and starve to death. Just I would to be stab. real. I would stab someone. I don't have any. I would. I just. I could not do that. I do not think that like taking a life is the path out of that situation, Tyler. I think I could get us out legally. I'm a damn good debater. I would like purposely get my lips chapped and and like kiss someone and and just yeah, because that's just evil, but it's like a funny evil. What I don't even want. <laughs> I don't even I don't, know. I don't, I don't even you. understand. You know what? Edit it, be, out. Edit it out. Uh, Edit it I, out. <laughs> No, man, you know, that's sorry. That's that's raw and unfiltered, my man. Raw and unfiltered for you. You gang just, everybody's going to hear that. That's Everyone's going to be like, all right, yo, get this kid out of the fucking podcast. But I ain't going nowhere. No, brother, nobody's going to say that. Because you know what? That's what this is all about. Honest conversation. Genuine conversation. From real people about what they really think about life. That's what's more important. Okay, now, hold on. I don't think that about life. I don't think life's about getting your lips chapped and stabbing people. With. No, I think everybody knows that that was a joke, man. Don't worry about it. Hey, anyway, not. I mean, I think I do know, but you're right. Maybe I don't. So, yo, what did you think about um, the energy of today, man? Because I know we talked a little bit earlier about like nostalgia and how today had a nostalgic feeling, right? It was like very weird. But I was, like, super, super open to myself. Like, I was feeling some type of way, and I was just open to it. And the type of way I was feeling, and I told you, was addiction. Mm, okay, like, yeah. I was playing COD today, and while I was playing Call of Duty, I was just sitting there. And then, like, out loud, I was just like, what am I doing? I love that reaction, too. It's such yeah, a like, was... wake up from the matrix moment, you know? Yeah, and look, there's nothing wrong with video games. However, when you become too addicted to it, to where, dude, I would walk into my room and without even thinking, I would go sit in my gaming chair. I wouldn't even no, think. I actually totally understand. In fact, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I know several people I'm friends with who, when they have downtime, they will spend all of their downtime playing video games. In fact, that's all they do 24 seven. And now I don't think that there's anything wrong with that per se, if that brings you a little level of comfort from life. And I will admit a lot of people use that to be social these days because of coronavirus and because they can't go out as much. And you know, that sort of thing. Personally, I've met, I, I, and you know, you guys may hate me. And if anybody hears this and hates me, it's okay. I've never thought of uh, not hanging out with my friends during Corona. I uh, I don't hang out. I didn't hang out with a lot of people just because most people um, really just were working on their personal stuff. Now I was working with my personal stuff. But for me, if somebody asked me to hang out, and I did hang out with people multiple times through being isolated and stuff here, um, it was not like a worry for me. But a lot of people aren't. They didn't, they weren't feeling that, my man. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially when the Corona first started, bro. I didn't care because I don't like I might get a lot of controversy for this, but I don't I don't I, th I think I call it the pandemic or the scamdemic. 
Okay. What do you mean by that? It, all this shit was planned out. This is just their way of trying to take control of us. Do I think COVID's a real disease? Yes. However, I don't think it's as deadly as they're making it seem. Dude, I go outside every single day and even in stores without a mask. I don't, I'm not the healthiest person in the world. How the hell can I not get it? It's not, well, okay. So now I'm just going to be devil's advocate on this from man. Um, so it works kind of like this. A lot of people say there's people, most people will get it and not even feel it. They'll maybe not even feel the symptoms as most people. So you have a good portion of people who aren't feeling symptoms. Then you have a good portion of people who just get like the coughs or the sniffles and don't even realize it. Then you have people who get something like along the lines of a cold, right? Then you have people who get like something along the lines of like the flu. And then you get people who really do get super sick because, you know, they have underlying issues or they're old or something like that. Right. So those people are the ones really at risk. So you might have already gotten it, might have it and don't even know. You know, I see where you're coming from and I respect where you're coming from. Well, I I I now I'm not saying necessarily that I believe the best solution is to keep everybody locked up in their house. In fact, I don't believe that. I don't even believe masks do anything, bro. I don't believe they do anything. Well, no. Okay. It can go through. It can go through your ears, right? It can go through. It's your not. It, the masks aren't actually to protect you. The masks are to stop you from transmitting it to other people. But when you're breathing in, you know, when you breathe out, you breathe out toxins. Like when you, like naturally, you just breathe out toxins, like carbon dioxide. When you breathe yeah. that in your mask, you're breathing it back in. No, that's not how air passage works. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, put your mask over your mouth and feel if the air passes through it. What do you mean? Like through the mask? Yeah, man. It's just carbon uh, carbon dioxide. It just flows out. It doesn't linger in the mask or anything like that. It's air. And when you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen again. Well, aren't you trapping the air when you put on the mask? Not at all. What? It's a piece of... It's got it's a porous piece of ob- of cloth usually. Most people have porous objects, right? If they're not porous, then there's those fancy ones with the filters. You can breathe. All right, let me put it to you this way. When, have you ever put a mask on before? A couple times. Like for Halloween and stuff like that? Oh, Halloween? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yes, I would say. I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you didn't choke then, right? You didn't stop breathing. No. You didn't get sick. No, I did not. Okay. You were able to breathe through it, so that means you had air passage, airflow. Uh, the carbon dioxide flows out of the mask. Oxygen flows back into it when you breathe in. Okay, then I stand corrected. Yeah, it's just, it's, people are very, people are looking to get really riled up about these masks, right? They don't affect us that much. They don't. I don't like them. I don't wear one when I'm outside walking. 
I'll be honest. When I'm like walking down the street, I don't wear them. I only wear them in closed spaces where there is not open airflow because the the disease is transmitted through air, right? And you can breathe it in. That's why um, you wear the mask. That's why other people wear the masks. So, and uh, to be honest, no, these like cloth masks don't help really that much because some of the disease can still be trapped in the mask and then you can keep breathing it in and so but that's not the um idea but anyway my point is in enclosed spaces the air cannot blow and carry the um virus that's carried in the air away right so in enclosed spaces it makes sense to wear a mask it's respectful and even if it's to ease the fears of other people that's better than nothing you're doing service either way now to wear one outside or in your own home or in your car or you know like that just doesn't make sense to me to be honest because as long as you're keeping your distance from people there's enough passage of airflow between you and them that the chances of you breathing in a sickness or them breathing in your sickness is relatively lower i think i'm not a scientist so don't quote me on this you know it's just my theory I could I could see that though. Well, first of all, yeah, I'm never wearing a mask in my house or outside. I don't care what anybody says. If someone some comes people up to do. Me, I, well, I actually I see people walking on the street with masks all the time. That's crazy, bro. How can you even breathe? It's so hot out. I mean, again, you don't really have that much trouble breathing through a mask. I do, bro. I'm telling you, I can barely breathe when I put it on. I'm telling you. When it I just take, makes me hot, but that's just me. When I take it off, when I take it off, I could just breathe so much better. Mm-hmm. I could breathe so much more deeper and exhale even deeper. That's just me, though. Well, you're going to get more like oxygen. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It does cut off oxygen, right? It cuts off some amounts of oxygen. You're not going to get as deep of a breath with as much, as much oxygen as you normally would. But you're still going to get oxygen enough to still function in life unless you're like exercising or working out or running or something like that. But um, yeah, you're not going to breathe as heavily, but you don't have trouble breathing. Trouble breathing is saying, I can't breathe in this. It's difficult. Yeah, I'm not going to say I felt like that because I haven't, but I definitely have taken it off and felt more relieved. Yeah, but this is the thing, though, and this is what I've noticed with a lot of people, is they, they're so exaggerative. It's like people are such uh, children when it comes to wearing a mask over your face. Now, listen, this comes from me. I despise wearing masks. I despise the fear it reflects on our society. I despair, despise, like, what a state our society is, and it's so sad to see how much pain is going on and how much fear is resonating. Well, that's what um, they do. That's just what they do. What's the currency of fear? I mean, what's the currency of control? Fear. It's, it's, it's all a game, bro. It's just all a game. They've been doing this for hundreds of years. Yeah, but you know what, my man? Um, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, actually, I think it's really funny. So, on like in, in I'm going to ask you, in New York, right? What is it like on the streets? Do people talk to each other? Mm, yeah. Okay, cool. Do people gather Not, on the streets? Do people gather on the streets? 
like hang out, sit out on the streets, stuff like that. They do, yeah, they do. But there's some, there's literally a party going on across the street from me. Nice, groovy, cool. New York doesn't give a shit, low key. So, so let me ask you: Does it seem like people are afraid to you? Because, like, do you seem like? <laughs> does it seem like? Um, it, in certain moments, there's the fear, but that's only a passing thing. But look, you got people partying, you got people hanging out, you got people talking on the streets. You know, that's okay. You're right, and I don't think their plan is working as good as they want. No, because you can't you can't crush human communication. You can't crush networking. And as much as they'd like to say stay inside all day long, they know we're not going to do that. We're not going to sit inside all day long. Who wants to sit inside all day long, really? Bro, I'd kill myself. I mean, to be fair, I sit inside a lot. You know, I work from home. I do spend a lot of time inside, but I do a lot. Uh, I do go outside, you know, and I do get um, outside at least once a day. So that whole concept of I'm gonna sit inside all day, nobody's gonna like support that. So yeah, you're gonna get people wearing masks. They're just gonna wear masks and still hang out and party and stuff like that. And basically, once they start partying, they just take off the masks and stuff. I think it's come to a point where a lot of our society is basically intolerant to the fear at this point. They're like, they've made us an apathetic society that, in that they can't like um, realize how much and how little we care. Okay, I'm in the <laughs> podcast. So. <laughs> Raw and natural, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Yo. <laughs> that's how it is and that's how it's gotta be you know what I'm saying well yeah man so uh, I think that that's just basically how it is, is people are gonna basically become so apathetic to the idea of the disease because they've trained us to be apathetic that it blows up in their face and we don't care and we basically and I don't think people want to say it but I think people are basically like screw it the people who die die like, I think a lot of people are taking that perspective, and it's a tragic perspective, my goodness, to think that people are really so uh, callous about death at this point. To think that people really are like, hey, it's okay if they die. You know, they're going to die. It's just it's what's meant to happen. I can't live my life in, a, in my house for the rest of my life if it means just because some people are going to die. You know, it's like... And I mean... Really, I think that's horrid. I do actually, and I think yeah. we could. And I think it's. I think it's ridiculous that we came out of isolation when we did. In fact, I think that. I, and I think that people could have stayed in their homes for longer, and I think that people could have um, stuck around in their houses, and they would have been fine. And we could have like, basically, what they should have been doing is like encouraging people to have personal meetings in their homes like with friends and family and people that they like meet with you know instead of just gathering outside instead of going to businesses and stuff like that just like hey i'll come to your house and hang out hey i'll come to your house and hang out hey i'll go to you know like i'll go over to your place today or hey you want to go to like out like out for a drive or something like that you know it's like just hanging out man you know it's, I, it's just, I see what you're saying they didn't have to and it doesn't i think people are i hate to say it but i'm gonna call it out People are selfish. A lot of people are selfish. They would rather 
you said yourself, even knowing this is a control mechanism, you said this is basically people um, getting sick in horrendous amounts and dying too too large of amounts, right? You know. Yeah, and like a lot I'm of not, people's I'm... loved ones and that's a real and you said it's a real sickness so people were so determined to get back to their normal lives and then they got back to their normal lives and then more people died and then they got all stirred up and everything closed and they got and people get angry and then everything you know now things closed again and opened again and it's like people are freaking out and nobody knows what's going on they should have just kept everything locked down they should have kept everything locked down until there was like no more disease, you know, like until they could completely contain it or until they developed like a vaccine or they found a way for like, like nobody to get uh, transmitting outdoors. You know, it's like you and me both know there was a huge spiritual awakening during that time. Right. They're trying to put the awakening to sleep bro i'm telling well for, let me tell you this let me tell you this real quick i ain't getting no vaccine i've never gotten a vaccine besides my mom making me not me neither man of course i agree i first of all think about who's making the vaccine do you know who's making the vaccine uh a lot of rich people usually bill a lot of rich people bill yeah, fucking bill gates. gates yeah i know he's on there what the fuck does that guy know about vaccine? he doesn't know shit bro he, he made microsoft yeah, the uh, and the vaccination uh, approval process in the United States is totally shit. It's, it's, it's a completely shit. joke. It's a fraud. It's actually a complete fraud. It's a complete fraud. This guy, this guy, on. dude, he just like, he, bro, listen, listen, listen. This is what I think they want to do. He wants to do. He's gonna make you get the vaccine. I truly believe. This sadistic motherfucker. I don't like him, bro. I used to love him, which is sad, but I don't like him no more because I don't trust him. I truly believe that he will put microchips in the shit. I really believe he will. They want... Their goal is they want a cashless, cashless society. Listen, so let me put it to you this way. All right. I'm going to watch how other people take the vaccine and react. I'm going to watch from afar. I'm going to see and read about the reactions to the human body and everything. If the worst they do is put a microchip in it, my man, bro, like, do you know, okay, first off, I don't think they can just like, I don't think they'll just put a microchip in it. Cause that's, you're talking about like a microscopic, uh, like tracker, man. So it's like, I, I think at that, they would, though. I think at that point, the technology would be more advanced. It would go straight into the bloodstream. Um, but if it's just a microchip, shit, dude, I could carve that out of my arm. I don't think it's something you'll be able to carve out. That's what I'm saying. I think and it if will it's, be something that goes if, in the bloodstream. And if it's that, what's the big deal? So what? They know where you are all the time. So what do you plan on doing? You would, you would do it? You would do it if you knew they had a microchip going inside your bloodstream. If I needed to, for example, to travel the world, yes. If I didn't need to, if my life didn't make me, drag me into a place where I had to do it, I would not. But I think that I, I'm worried. I'm really actually genuinely scared. They're going to make it that you have to get this vaccine to travel the world. 
I hope that if there will be an option and it will be like, or you have to go into two weeks of isolation before and after you get to the country. So that would, it would be a, it would be a trade-off, but I would take that over getting the vaccine force. But if it just tracks me, right? I plan on working the system. I have my own business. I'm a very public person. I'm not hiding anything. You know, I plan on running business. I, I plan on making money. I plan on contributing to society and economy, buying real estate in many places in the world. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need to hide anything from the world government or the big brother because I'm the one who keeps them in charge. I'm the one who helps them grow. I'm the one that, you know, pays the taxes and gets them all this riches, you know? That's them. That's what they want. That's the type of person they want. They don't want some person who um, is they won't. The, the only reason that this is a threat to you, right? The only reason you're afraid of being chipped. One, yes, I understand it would encroach on your civil rights if you were being tracked at all times. I agree. But guess what? You're already tracked at all times. Well, how? With your cell phone, with all of your internet data, with everything that you do on a day-to-day basis. So what's the one microchip in your arm when you already have all this stuff, okay? Exactly, yo. Think about what you just said. We're already being tracked with our cell phones. So why would they need to put a microchip in us? There's got to be something else in store. No, man. It's just one more way for them to collect data information. Oh, they spend their time here. Oh, they spend their time there. Okay, so we can sell them these products most when they're between this hour and this hour. Oh, this is the certain shops they go to. Think about how much better it will be when, you know, oh, I didn't bring my phone, so... But I still, but Google still knows when I walked into the store and like bought this thing. <laughs> We're gonna have to di- agree to disagree on this, bro. I don't trust them for anything. I don't trust them either, my man. But what do you think? If again, what's the worst they can do with tracking you? Especially I don't know if, if it's just that's the thing, bro. I don't know if it's just gonna be to track you. There's got to be something else. Because they're what? like you said, like you said, they're already tracking us. So there's got to be another, there's got to be something I have else no, to this. Bro, to be honest, I, I don't, uh, I'm I just question like, everything, bro. That's just how I am. I question everything. Yeah, man. See, you know, for me, I'm the type of guy where I believe if you're going to work and make enough money, the, there's nothing that the government wants to attack you for, except to take more of your taxes, you know? So it's like, if you're not doing anything illegal, if you're not like trying to overthrow the government, you know, what does it care about you? Maybe the, maybe it's got a kill switch in it, you know? Why is it gonna, why are they gonna use it on me? Why are they gonna use it on you, right? Well, they probably wanna depopulate the earth, low key, bro. Oh, so now your idea is that they wanna like poison people with it. I, I can see that. I didn't, I wasn't assuming that, but I can see that. Listen, man, if they, all right, so let's just go along the route that there is conspiracy theory and everything like that, right? Listen, man, they already have depopulated their, think about it. how many people have died globally with this whole coronavirus in this last couple of months? Yeah. Let's see, I'm, I'm going to look it up. Um, I don't believe their numbers, bro. I don't believe any, I just like, bro, like this is like, yeah, when, it, like, when it comes to uh, talk- death, 56,000 in Mexico, but that's not global. I want the world. Oh, okay. Here. Oh, total death. Um, almost a million people. 
Almost. Did you know that they say there's going to be a second wave of COVID, even stronger than this one? Yeah, lots of people think it. That is going to be fucked. Um, you know, man, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I... What if... How would you feel if, like, a third of the population... How would I feel of what? You cut out. I think you might have got disconnected, bro. Or like something happened. Maybe on me? I don't know. You can't hear me? Now I can hear you. Ah, okay. Sorry about that. I said, what it, What would you react if the world, um, if, if a third of the world's population became infected by said uh, a disease that killed them and a third of the world's population died and the world became that much emptier? I mean, think about one in three people dead. How would you, how would you respond to that? How would you react to that? I would be pissed. I would feel like it's so fucking unfair. And I'd be heartbroken. 100%. Really? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Bro, I wouldn't even kill... If some... Listen to me, bro. I get a lot of shit for this, but I'm gonna say it because it's how I feel. I wouldn't kill the killer of my mother. I wouldn't even kill the killer of my mother, bro. I would no, rather, of course not. I would rather fucking lock him away until he naturally dies. I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't see, I would get no satisfaction in killing him or whoever, her. I respect that. And I agree. And I, I also would agree with that statement. But really my question is, how would you react to, well, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. My point of that, my point of saying that was, I, I think life is precious. So I'd be extremely, okay. So you'd be, you'd, you'd be really, yeah. no heartbroken makes sense. Um, but you sound, you said angry initially. So who would you be angry at? I would just... Who would I be? I wouldn't be angry at anyone particularly. I would just be angry at the situation that people have to lose family members. So you would just be resentful um, like, and angry with life itself, is what you're saying. What do you mean? You're not angry at anybody. You're angry at the fact that all those people died. You're angry with life. You're angry with how it happened. The The... the creation you're angry with the path that it unfolded yeah you could say that yeah ah <sighs> interesting yeah see i that's why i ask because you know for me i would probably even even i think i would be heartbroken for a time i think people can only stay heartbroken for so long though and i think a lot of people would recover within months me especially could, yeah I mean, especially, I would probably recover within, like, months, three months. I would also have probably, like, retreated into the woods and started, like, an isolated compound and everything like that far away from everybody and have, like, made sure everybody was, like, disease-free. But if I hadn't done all that, yeah, I would totally... um, well, this is what was meant to happen. And you know what's crazy? If that were to happen, 
it would be very good for the world. I would cry. I would straight up cry. That's the worst part, is that it's, that's probably the most cruel and ironic part of a situation like that, or a situation of, like, any death is, like, what's considered good in an abstract and, like, universal way is never actually good for people's on an individual level. Like, think about all the people that would die. You know, one in three people, literally, that you know dying is a big thing. That's a big deal. That's a lot of people, you know, could be dead. And that's a painful thing. But at the same time, the lack of people would increase the amount of resources we have. It would increase the amount of money to be shared, amount less le- about around less people. Probably be a lot of the elderly. So like a lot of the people who were not contributing to society um, would profit. That's a that's another theory though uh, about all this, right? Is they think that it's specifically designed to target the infirm, the people who cannot contribute to society. So like the elderly, the sickly, things along those lines. They think they believe it's those people who they're trying to um, control with this sickness. And then that way, there's not weighing down on the economy anymore. Population control. But I don't think that they need to control the population more, my man. They've already almost, if this is an organized and designed disease, right? That was released on purpose to control the population. They've already killed almost a million. Who knows how many it'll be when this is all done? Million, maybe more, maybe like million and a half people. Well, let me ask you this. Who the fuck gave them the right to say they can control the population? Who the hell are they? Who the hell are they? Because they have their powerful and rich. The fuck out of here, bro. That doesn't mean they... I'm not saying fuck out of here to you, but I'm saying in general, like, fuck out of here. That's bullshit. Because they have all this power. Oh, yeah, power. Which is such an abstract thing. That they can say how the population should... Get. Fuck out of here, bro. That's bullshit. That shit pisses me off. That shit pisses me off, bro. I would love to get in a boxing room with Bill Gates. I beat the fuck out of him. I really would, bro. I make him fucking hear the window start up. Maybe the window shut down. I don't even know if there's a noise for that. But that shit just gets me so mad, bro. These people shouldn't die from the, in the hands of these so-called elites. Nah, they should die when it's naturally their time to go. That's just how I think. So, wow, I kind of went off the rails a little bit there. Now, I don't know if that was all my energy flowing into that cast, and that's, like, why it got disconnected, or if it's Big Brother listening, and he's like, I don't know. Bro, that's what I said. (laughs) Yo, I was like, ooh, spooky. I'm talking about, like, how you could run down the government and, like, because, like, think about all the riots and stuff that have been happening and how they've been inciting people to go against the government, like, be resentful of the government and how, and I was talking about how corporatocracy would take over and how they would be even more in charge because of that. And I get disconnected and I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's really crazy, right? Dude. So, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know what you guys back home want to take that as. I don't know if you want to think of that as like confirmation <laughs> or if you want to think of that as like just coincidence. I guess it kind of shows what you think about yourself and everything. And maybe you think about something in a way, a uh, completely different way. And that's totally cool too. I like, I like that. Um, but you know, let's, I, I kind of want to recenter a little bit. I want to get a little closer to home because that we got a little wide scale. We got a little far out there. Um, <laughs> now people got to hear a little bit more about like the way you think and everything. And I like that. And I, and you've been on the cast a couple times. So, and clearly, you know, you're, you're a good friend of mine. You're going to be on the cast a couple times more. You're going to be on the cast quite a few times. And I'm sure some of my other friends are going to be on here quite a few times as well. But for you specifically, I want people to get to know you more. So, uh, Tyler, you know, when did your spiritual journey begin? Um, well, first of all, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I'm honored to be here with you, bro. Oh, brother, I'm so... I, dude. All <laughs> right. Well, you know, if we're going to go into this, let me tell you, I am, I'm always happy to have you here, man. You are such a good friend. You are so supportive. You are a good person. And you yourself have grown so much. And that's why I'm asking you this question, because I have seen and I know, guys, I've witnessed this guy grow so much over the past year that I've known him, man. You know, like, wow. I oh, mean, dude. The spirituality, the change in perspective, the self-awareness, how <laughs> he's done himself. So great. So, yeah. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. Of course. We wouldn't have such awesome conversations if you weren't here, right? I'd be talking to myself. <laughs> They're talking to me. They can't answer me. No, they can't. They can't so, it should just be me and the universe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome, brother. And again, thank you. Um, my first, I would say, hmm, that's a good question. When I started smoking weed, I always went into it with the intention to open my mind. not And to get high, too. But mainly to open my mind. I always went into it with a different intention than everyone. Interesting. <clears throat> and it did exactly what I intended it to do. It opened my mind. Not right away. After like a year or two, I found Tony Robbins. And he introduced me to this new way of thinking, behaving, and acting. And that included meditation, self-awareness detaching yourself to your thoughts detaching yourself to your emotions all that good stuff <clears throat> and I was stuff. yeah a lot it was, dude, it was jam packed and I was extremely intrigued and interested and the very first meditation I've actually ever done was Tony Robbins priming technique I don't know if you've ever done that but like you reach your hands up all the way and you would go like that and as you were bringing your arms down and you would you would do it a bunch of times you would do it I think you would do 10, 10 uh, reps of uh, 3 sets you do 3 sets of 10 why did I just say that backwards but yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I did that and he showed me affirmations I am's and that opened a pathway to meditation in general then I started finding different types of meditation and that attracted people that were into that lifestyle to me, like you, like Chris, um, a couple other friends. And it was 
beautiful. And I'm still on that journey. I'm definitely no master. However, <laughs> it's beautiful what it's done for me. I would not be nearly as aware of my mistakes and uh, feelings and emotions as I am now if I didn't meditate. I'd be stuck in the same old rut. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't expand. And not even just like that. It, that yeah, it expands yourself. Like you, you don't limit yourself to certain things anymore. Like I started my own real estate company and it's doing pretty damn good. However, I wouldn't have started if I didn't believe in myself or continue to limit myself to let's just, and there's nothing wrong with college, but I would limit myself to college. So can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Would you say meditation led you to being sovereign? You listen to being sovereign, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. So, so would you say that meditation led you to that? Meditation, that's exactly what it does. It allows you to take control of yourself. Yeah. You take control of your own life. It'll lead you that way. It's much, yeah, it's much more than the meditation. It's, it's, you don't really gain anything from meditation. And I love this quote. You lose things. You lose fear, anxiety. (laughs) You lose self-doubt. Like you do, bro. I know you're laughing. No, 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 no. I'm I'm laughing (laughs) because it's so true. I ain't laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, my man, because it's true. And a lot of people do go into it thinking, hey, I'm going to gain enlightenment right no, 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 no. you're going to lose blockages you're going to lose yeah. what holds you back you're going to lose those unhealthy habits you're going to lose the terror the fear and you're going to lose everything that stopped you from being your purer self you don't need to gain anything everything that's beautiful all your strengths are already there they're just hidden yeah it's just, it's like a gift bro when you get a gift it's not right in front of you already you have to unwrap it so what is your experiences and feelings when you meditate? You know, what do you, what are some of your experiences with meditation? Tell me about one of your most beautiful meditations, for example. Remember the other day, bro, I just started singing Mickey Momo. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. Yes. That was so funny. That was so funny. It makes, it gets me creative. It definitely gets me creative. It balances me, bro. It balances me. I feel so in tune with my spirit so in tune with my soul and i'm a lot of people say oh live in the present moment yeah like yeah it's easy to say that but when you meditate it you don't even need to say it because you're just doing it yeah it makes sense absolutely because you really are that's taking a moment to be in the moment is what meditation really can be it is yeah if you're telling someone yo you should just be in the present moment most of the time you're not in the present moment yourself because you wouldn't say that, your actions would get them to come into the present moment. I agree. I agree. By being so truly in awe, you know, by finding life erotic. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. I'm with you. Absolutely. You know, I think that that's, that is a gift that meditation can bring is being in the present moment and finding that maximum immersion in the being that you are now and just existing you know you can find love appreciation peace tranquility it can make you feel very humble too because you realize sometimes for a lot of people now let me tell you a lot of people feel uncomfortable when they meditate but that is a sign of insecurity 
That is a sign of not being confident with yourself. That is a sign of not being familiar with yourself enough to sit there in silence, just breathing and letting yourself be. So, you know, for those of you who, when you meditate, you feel discomfort or agita or agitation, just remember you're just with yourself. You know yourself best. Just be giving yourself love in that moment. And a lot of the times people who are feeling that discomfort is because they're trying to fight something. Whatever it is you're trying to fight, stop fighting. Let it flow. Yeah, and don't beat yourself up if you feel, you know, anxious about doing it. Don't beat yourself up. No, that, no, 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 of course not. There's nothing wrong with... That's just how the mind is. Your mind's going to wander. You're going to, like, get jittery maybe a little bit. I still do too, and I, and I just, like, let it flow, and I just let it go. Yes, remember, it's everything is natural, so never beat yourself up about it just like accept it and let it flow right? there's no yeah there's no right or way to right or wrong way to uh, meditate whatever no. you're comfortable with absolutely and the more you do it the more you gain from it and the more familiar you become with yourself and the more familiar you become with yourself in meditation i'm going to be honest with you guys anybody who's feeling insecure or having confidence issues you become more secure and confident in your life because the more comfortable you are with your own body, the more comfortable you're going to be with your own body outside in the real world. So it's really, it's a great tool. It's wonderful. And how do you feel spirituality reflects for you in your day-to-day life, Tyler? How does it, what do you mean? Can you... Well, so like I just said, how meditation, a spiritual practice, a uh, therapeutic practice however you look at it gave can give people confidence how does it affect you in your day-to-day life in outside of meditating how does spirituality come into your day-to-day life for example oh i am so much more present when i'm having a conversation with someone i'm just so much more present i'm more comfortable being myself like when i'll think of a joke or if a joke will come to me i won't have a problem just saying it out loud and whatever happens happens however if i when I usually don't meditate, like if I miss a meditation, normally it'll be a self-doubting kind of day. And then I won't say anything that comes to me. I won't have the confidence to go take action on whatever it is I need to do. And what do you do on your self-doubting days when you are feeling like that? I'll, even if I miss it in the morning, I'll just go meditate. <laughs> so first basically what you're saying is the first chance you get you'll just go meditate yeah i recommend for anyone listening when you wake up like go do something mindless just to wake yourself up go brush your teeth go drink some water just to get your body just going i i, I like to do 25 jumping jacks sometimes i'll do it every time before i meditate just to get the blood going and mm. th- yeah then i'll sit yeah, it, it works for me. Sometimes I don't feel like doing that. I feel like meditating first. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. But you know, I, I'm going to start that. That's going to that's gonna be how I'm going to start my day from now on. Just wake up, jump out of bed, do 25 jumping jacks. How? What better way to wake up? Like I'm, I'm going to take a moment, of course, be like, good day. Maybe go take a leak, then do 25 jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> you're setting yourself up for success. Absolutely. And then meditate after that? That sounds beautiful. That sounds like a great way to start your day. Yeah, and if you want to do some affirmations during it or after it, read a book, 
journal. So let me tell you this, Logan. Video games have screwed up my morning routine. You know what I would do? What? I would wake up, do a little exercise, meditate, and then my brain would be like, okay, you meditated, you did, now let's go play video games for like a couple hours. Like, it would be bad, bro. Damn. It would just be so rough. Yeah, so what I did, I know I told you, but the people listening, I unplugged my Xbox. I just threw that shit downstairs. I didn't throw it, but like I brought it nicely and placed it downstairs, so it's out of sight, out of mind. Because mm-hmm. I'm aware that I'm addicted. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And that's that's the level of mindfulness that comes through meditation. And for people that are confused on what self love, that's an example of self love. That is absolutely an example of self love. Very good point, my man. Very good point, because he loved himself more than he loved that addiction, and he was able to recognize that it was hurting himself. So he removed it from the equation, rather than feeding his monkey brain and his ego, <laughs> just playing with himself basically, all with that controller, that vibrating thing in his hand. You know, he uh, decided to go ahead and find the pleasure and find the love and the joy for himself in other means. And put that first. I'm glad that's the thing I was addicted to that vibrates, because that could have went a bad way. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I was so I was so hoping you'd catch that when I was setting you up for that. So I hard. know you were. I knew you were. As soon as you said that, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. I was like. <laughs> my man, my man, thank you. Oh, um, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm just so that's a great point. And yeah, guys, when you really get into it, you know, so find, find your, uh, find your time to, you know, meditate. And let me tell you, you do not have to meditate in the ways that we meditate, you know, going and doing a specific thing, sitting somewhere, saying something, anything like that. You could just go sit and listen to music and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth for the whole song. Just try that for five minutes. Pick your favorite song, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Okay? I think that's I great. That's it, great. It's just, that's meditation. That's all that meditation is meditation. Is. That is me- You know what else is meditation? If you feel like dancing, do it. That's meditation. That's meditative. I, when I play guitar, that's meditation. That is meditation. You know, what we like, even when you're in your day-to-day state, if you find yourself um, in trouble, you're feeling stressed, you can just take a moment and breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth like five times, ten times. That You just had a mini meditation. Daily meditation right there. Breathe. The breath is such a tool to balance yourself. It's all in the breath. It's all in the breath. Because it connects you with your body. It connects you with your mind because more oxygen is flowing to your brain. It connects you with your soul. It's wonderful. It's energy. It's pure energy. I have a suggestion, and I might as well say this in front of everyone. Sure. Would you Would you want to do a podcast one day where we just purely meditate and like people can meditate with us? So just a cast of a meditation? Yeah. Gave them an example of like how to do it and then maybe they could make their own way from it. It's not a bad idea. Heck, my man. I mean, we, we could do it right now. Ah, if you were, Yeah, we could do it right now. The moment is now, my man. The moment we, is now. And it's a great way to kind of top this beautiful 
cake off right it's like icing so i was like yeah you know what <laughs> all right hey okay so what um normally what me and tyler do right is um and this is because we meditate you know like and we're we live far away but normally we'll hop into a call and we'll play music and we'll meditate to the music you know and you'll just relax and exist but um in this instance i guess it'll be a little different we'll just kind of meditate right tyler and we'll just breathe yeah we don't even you can even do it in silence too you don't necessarily always need music absolutely in fact um when i started meditation i did what i said earlier i did momentary meditations where i would just breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth in moments where i felt like i needed that calming effect and i would do it like when i was waiting for a bus for example i would just sit there and like breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth and keep doing that and feel the sun on my skin and stuff it's a very relaxing and i would do it sometimes in silence sometimes i would be surrounded by people and i would just listen to the people and while i'm breathing and doing this measured breath oh that's um, interesting yeah it's it's a wonderful experience so for this instance yeah we're just going to do it in silence um i guess we don't have to be silent actually tyler why don't you do a couple of your affirmations you know ones that are not too personal to you you don't have to worry about like being open and vulnerable ones i feel you feel comfortable sharing and um yeah i don't care i'll say it out loud yeah and maybe i'll do like um i'll say i'll tell you guys my favorite ones i have five favorite ones I'll, I'll do those and uh you know what i'll uh i'll do a couple of mantras myself i'll do the i'm not the body i'm not even the mind that was super powerful bro that's super powerful and that's that is from a well a meditation from a guru in uh in india and he's a wonderful guru what was his name tyler you know his full name. i don't remember that guru sad guru there you go i um I never really gone to Sadhguru, but I've recently started enjoying his videos a lot more and getting into traditional um, meditations. It's very wonderful, and that is the meditation um, for Sadhguru, and it's a a daily meditation or twice daily meditation that they do, um, and it's wonderful. And that is the mantra that they do for the beginning: is I am not the body, I am not even the mind. So while Tyler does his mantras and his you know, affirmations, I'm going to do that mantra in the background. And um, if you want to join us, please, I wholeheartedly suggest just pick a spot where you're comfortable, you know. Obviously, if you're driving, don't try meditating. Don't close your eyes. That's not safe. You, you can listen to this <laughs> and, you know, maybe you can even breathe and do the breathing technique while you're driving. That's possible. You know, just breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth while you're watching the road and making sure you're driving safe. But you know just relaxing um or if you're at home please you know just find a place to sit down maybe get a drink you can pause this you know feel get comfortable um you know even if you want to put on a little music in the background if that's what you need to do you can do that too but yeah just sit back relax breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth i have one i have one thing to say before we do it okay if anyone else is feeling uncomfortable that's great because i am too this is a perfect opportunity for us to step out of our comfort zone and that is so powerful for your for your 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 body your mind and your soul yes um remember 
discomfort, especially because this is not a situation where you are, you know, worrying or you're in direct trouble. This is a situation where you're sitting and meditating. So there should be nothing worrying about this. So that is a sign of ego death. Yes. It's the ego being afraid of meeting its soul. So if you feel uncomfortable, you know, just remember, you're just sitting there and breathing. Um, And Tyler, thank you for joining me for this beautiful, vulnerable experience of just opening up our solar energies. And for those of you who are listening, I am going to be meditating and sending you so much love during this meditation. So while you're meditating, if you feel love overcoming you, that is totally Surrender to us. Surrender just to like, it. Yeah, let it flow. Let it flow. I know I'm sending that to you. And if you want to say something, if you want to do something, if there's something that will make you feel more comfortable, feel free to do that too. If you want to say something that will make you feel positive, do it. All yeah, right? something that resonates with you. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's start, right? I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am rich in money, love, and happiness. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I adopted an abundant mindset. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am a spiritual, loving being. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I adopted an abundant mindset. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am a loving, spiritual being. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am rich in love, abundance, and finances. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I adopted an abundant mindset. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am rich in abundance, love, and finances. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful to be a loving, spiritual being. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. (sighs) 
I am so happy and grateful that I am a champion, a warrior, and a fighter. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am not attached to my ego, my thoughts, or my emotions. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am a champion, a warrior, and a fighter of life. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I adopted an abundant mindset. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am a loving, spiritual being. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am abundant. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am not the body and I am not even the mind. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am rich in love, abundance, and finances. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I am strikingly attractive and good looking. <laughs> I am not the body. I am not even the moment. I am so happy and grateful that when I look in the mirror, I see a beautiful man. body. I am not even the mind.
I am so happy and grateful that I am unique and possess my own unique abilities and experiences. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful that I was born the time I was born. I am not the body. I am not even the mind. I am so happy and grateful to have beautiful people and influences surrounding me. I am so happy and grateful that I am not the body and not even the mind. And forever, I am not the body. I am not the mind. Wow. Wonderful. Now, if anyone wants to know why to even do that or say that is because the subconscious mind doesn't learn the same as the conscious mind so how it learns and you might already know this but just in case you don't it learns through repetition and habits and also when logan says that it's it like when logan says i'm not the body and i'm not the mind even though i'm not saying it it's still permeating my subconscious mind Likewise with what Tyler says, even though I am not saying it, I am still hearing it subconsciously. And because we are connecting on that soulful meditative level, the message is shared between our subconscious. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Life is beautiful. Now, and even if you want to know another reason to, well, meditate, I feel more relaxed than even if I smoked a whole big fat one. Oh, absolutely. Nothing is as good as meditation, in my opinion. No. And it can, it just, its effects can go and echo throughout your entire life. And it is such a gift that something that is completely free, that you could do anywhere at any time, can help you so much. So. Those of you, my brothers and sisters, who joined me and Tyler on that beautiful meditation, I thank you. I love you so much. You guys are all wonderful. And I treasure each and every one of you. And I know you are all beloved by all of your friends, family, loved ones. So always remember you are loved. Always remember you are treasured. That this life loves you. That we love you. Right, Tyler? That's very true. And if you did listen to this, if you did listen this far, thank you so much for investing your time into us. We hope uh, we gave you some value. And when you're done listening to this, go look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Absolutely. Remember, we love you. So always love yourself. 
because we are people who do not need reason to love you. You are worth loving because of exactly what you are, who you are. Beauty and flaws, good and bad, pain on the inside, outside, and all the love that you share, whether it's a little or a lot, everything that you are is worth loving. So love yourself with everything that you are. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Tyler, my brother, always just such a pleasure. Look at just the wonderful notes we can start on and the wonderful notes we can end on. And I'm just so glad that people get to join us for this and that we get to just have these wonderful experiences together, man. I bless you. Just bless you, man. You are so appreciated. Dude, so are you, man. You're such you're just like an amazing person, brother. The 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 unselfish things you do and the constant value you do, you go out of your way to give people, dude. You're just you're like a human lighthouse. <laughs> hey man, I'm happy with just being a torch. <laughs> nah, you're much but, bigger than that, brother. You're a lighthouse, admit to me. Well, man, I'm glad because you and Everybody else out there the same to me, man. So I'm just reflecting what everybody else shares with me, you know, and it's such a gift, such a gift to have friends like you, you know, and I, I love, I talk to people who have listened to this, my friends and stuff who've listened to this and wow, they tell me like, you know, oh man, I love that Tyler guy. <laughs> He's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for whoever yeah, says man. that. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so, and again, of course, I love all of you as well. And Tyler, you know, I know Tyler here is with me on that when we say we appreciate you so much, whether we know you or don't, you are a gift in this world and we would not be here without you. So live on, you know, always be as you be. And hey, enjoy this wild journey because we sure are, right, Tyler? Yeah, and if, if we've touched you, all right, that... That sounded wrong. If we'd helped you. <laughs> yeah, man. Love it. Oh. <laughs> Listen, if we've touched you in a very close place, someplace very close to you and very intimate, you know, close to your heart, please reach out and touch us too. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely reach out to one of us and let us know because we'd no, love to hear yeah. that. It would inspire Absolutely. us to keep doing this. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, well, I mean, I don't need... Dude, just just this conversation is inspirational enough to make me want to keep doing this. I'll say that for sure. So, but it certainly would give me an inspiration and a whole lot of love. And you know, I it just means the world to me for even you listening to this, even if you don't reach out. But I if you have anything you say or wanna say, anything ideas you wanna share on the cast, anything that you want to put into this open dialogue, this conversation between us and you and everybody else who will join me on this cast well if you want to be a part of that please never hesitate to reach out you know send a little love send a message send a critique hey man if you got ideas send yeah, it totally. way. yeah if you want to work together send it our way we you know i love that you know i i started this project with you know the hopes to reveal to people love and honesty and the beauty and the silent moments and the intimate moments the vulnerable moments sometimes the awkward moments the love loving those moments and loving humans for just being humans so hey man if you like being a part of that if you like listening to it you want to be a part of that please you know uh, it would mean the world to me and this project and 
the open dialogue and you know and you get the chance to talk to this guy when he's on so, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado man you know right on and uh peace and love to you my brothers and sisters yeah thanks everyone again for listening adios Bye-bye. Hey guys. Yeah, so that was that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I absolutely one day had every intention of doing a meditation on this cast. But I didn't imagine it happening anytime soon. That's for sure. But here we are, of course, my brother Tyler just coming in saying, "Hey, let's meditate." I'm like, "You know what? Let's do it." So, for those of you out there, I hope you enjoyed that little glance into the world of meditation and what it can be like. And you know, I really want to emphasize the importance of the momentary meditations too. In fact, later that night after I had this conversation with Tyler I spoke with my brother Chris and he told me that he himself has been going through momentary meditations all on his own just like you know like just going through his life you know focusing breathing and going through his life with that meditative stance that meditative mind and I really want to just Put that on your plate really quick and you know really offer that to you guys because that is a beautiful treat to be able to have a connection with the world in such a spiritual and intimate way or even just a very therapeutic way if you're not looking at it from a spiritual perspective in a very healthy reflective way and you get to go through that in a second you don't need to devote even a minute you could just do that in a couple seconds as you're standing there waiting for the bus or watching the clouds go by or listen to your favorite song but as long as you're putting your heart into it hey you're already there so please my brothers and sisters as always keep it in your heart keep it in your soul wear it like a badge of honor remember you are loved thank you bless you